This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are in the middle of a topic that's been going on now for a long, long time. Not the same topic, a series of topics. A, what do we call it? Pillars. Yes. Pillars. Palettes. Paint kit. I don't know. Satan's palette. Yes. How he paints a picture to make you do stupid stuff. Yeah, to to keep (laughs) you in bondage, to isolate you, just fill in the blank, to manipulate you. You know, that's what he's really doing in the midst of it one way or another. And so uh, this week's uh, color that we're choosing to focus on of, you know, his tools, his paints that he uses is what, Robbie? Iniquity. Iniquity. And it's been a mouthful on all sorts of, (laughs) as people are not used to dealing with that word or isn't a word that, that, that. A lot of people have a definition of readily in their mind of of what it is, and their definition may mean all sorts of different things we've heard uh, from the team. But as I've studied it and and tried to understand, um, you know that it is a lot of what you would say is actually our own flesh and our own way of looking at things, which is a selfish way of looking at things. In other words, we're, we're getting a vision. If you look into the original language, you're getting a vision that has to do with what you think the way things ought to be rather than the way God thinks things are. And so it leads to um, Satan being able to throw those things in there like, boys, a, gla- a, a, a cup of good soup would be real good right now, Esau. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't what God had for your life. It's what you think is is best, mm-hmm. and away you go. And sometimes you get to the point where you literally know that it's, you know, this has gone way too far, and I'm and I know that this is going to be bad for my family. I know it's going to be bad for my relationship with God. Yet you do it anyway, mm-hmm. and you know, there you go. Iniquity is one of those things that just keeps growing. Yeah, and, and you tend at that point, instead of trying to own up to it or you know work your way back towards God, you just dig the hole deeper. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm in this far. I guess it. I'm gone. Well, you look at David, you know, David with Bathsheba, and, and that part was, was bad enough. And then instead of just dealing with it, he you know works out a way to where her husband gets killed and you know, sends him to the front lines. The cover-up is worse than the crime. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's at least as bad, you know. In, the, in this case, when we were leaving the show, I'd asked the question Robbie had answered, and then we talked a little bit about off the air. Is you know, what would we say to the the listener that wanted to, you know, turn to God and say, God, okay, help me in this topic, help me in this situation. What things would you be asking or working with God on? And Danny, I think you had an answer to that, didn't you? Yeah. Well, kind of a story when I first came out of addiction and I had a mentor who 
made me call him every day. And and sometimes he wouldn't answer. He would be there, but he wouldn't answer. And, and he made me so mad. I was like, you're there. Why don't you answer? You told me to call you. He said, well, he said, I want you to learn to pick up the phone in good times and bad because you need that accountability and that that because the phone gets heavy when the, when the temptation's on. So whatever it is that that snare is, that trigger is, you know, to pick up the phone and, and to be, as we say right here, needy out loud. But it's easier to open your heart and be transparent when times are good than it is when times are bad because our ego and all the things we've talked about wants us to hide our iniquity. Thank you. Now, Rodney, did you have something you wanted to add to that? You don't? He, You're shaking he, your head no? He does. He he was talking about how... You know, <laughs> well, Robbie's going to add for Rodney. I'll add, yeah. you know, that same thing. If you used to picking up the phone and talking to God, right? And and you're in prayer a lot. The, the phone isn't heavy. It isn't 500 pounds, you know, when you're really, really there. And that, again, I, I've, I've, I've found that, wow, if you want to find God, he's right there in the word. I mean, he's not far. And, and the more you're used to turning to that and the more you're used to turning to prayer when the ox is in the ditch, you know, those are good things too. But you know, obviously, it's nice to have. Yes, Danny, you look like you had some. Yeah, yeah. Back, back to Danny. Back. Yeah. You know, in Romans seven, Paul says, "I know I'm the one throwing scripture in, and that's not popular right here for some reason." Yeah, so oh, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, in Romans seven, he says, "For I know that in me, in the flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not." And that's what he's talking about. That's what we've been talking about is the there there I know to do good, but I don't do it. He's fallen into a snare. And so that that just struck me. So Yeah. Well thank you. Jim, uh we haven't heard from you today. You've been uh kind of just sitting back and so oh. let's uh let's hear hiding. about you were hiding. Let's hear about your clip. You want to tell us a little bit about your clip? Uh no, I wanted to talk about what Robbie said. Okay. <laughs> You can do that as well. <laughs> uh, actually, it's just sort of an addition. Iniquity, when I've looked, when I think of the word, I see it as most volitional. I mean, it's something you choose to do, and you rationalize it. Uh, there's the expression a den of iniquity. I mean, that's sort of a place you go to live. You stay there. I don't know if anybody uses den of iniquity anymore, but that that was common a century ago. And was still hanging around half a century ago. Pretty certain it's a place in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm betting if you look it up, well, it's probably one. If you're, there if you're betting, you probably do want to go to Vegas, so <laughs> yeah. you'll find it. Yeah. Now, the the clip I got, uh, and I was looking for iniquity. I said, "What better place to find it than uh, the show about murders?" And so I went to. One that my wife and I watched that was multiple seasons. It was Canadian, so it was a little weird, but uh, no offense to you Canadian weirdos out there. But <laughs> but the uh, it's Murdoch Mysteries, and it was great. And I said, and I'd do this. If you do a modern show, you're going to have a lot of profanity. So I picked this show with volition to avoid having something that Sam wouldn't let me play. And darned if I didn't find something that had profanity in it. But this is, uh, Murdoch is a brilliant guy. He's got the love interest, ultimately he marries 
the female coroner, which in the early 1900s was a really strange thing for a female, anybody to be doing, but females. But anyway, this show had a lot of clever things. And, and I saw this clip and I got away from murder. I said, this is such a great description of us getting caught into sin and how we do it. So we'll play it from there unless I miss something, which I often do. No, I just gave you that look because I was planning on watching the series. I can't now because you told me who they got married. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Thank you. It's only probably been out like a bunch of years. All right. They so, didn't always. So this involves a golfer. Do we need to know that? Uh, it it actually is the inspector. Their boss is giving them a, a silly a reason why it may not be a murder. Okay, we'll watch it or listen to it. We'll do both. <laughs> So this punter hits the ball into the woods off the tee, goes looking for it, and someone clubs him. And since it would be impossible to anticipate Mr. Benedict directing the ball into the woods on that hole, we have to assume that it was a crime of opportunity. I suppose it could have been a golfer on a neighboring hole. Or, what if he meant to do it? I'm afraid I don't follow. Golf is a cruel mistress, Murdoch. It holds a man under its spell. I could believe that he hit the ball into the woods on purpose, then killed himself just to get away from the game. Golf seems little more than a distraction, sir. I can hardly believe that it would drive a man to suicide. Seems like fun at first. Just one good round. Even one good shot. And you're hooked. You become a slave to it. For hours and hours, day after day, you hit the ball towards the hole. You hit the ball towards the hole, on and on. Gets into your head, it consumes you. All you can think about is hitting the ball into the hole. Golf is a curse, Murdoch. Don't you forget it. It is, uh, and that's a funny clip, but it's so true about what we, our our favorite, our pet sins, our iniquities, or mm-hmm. places we want to live. And I've... Uh, I noticed at least one head bobbing, agreeing with that description of golf. But yeah, it's a lot of bad shots to try to find that one great shot. And if you can avoid doing the bad shots and going on to something that is more profitable, more focused on God, uh, you don't get to those places where you're rationalizing your sin and and keeping God at an arm's length because you want control of your life. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know a lot of people that are way deep into golf, <laughs> you know, and it's it's one of those things you never master. Yeah. Right, that's the trick of it. You, you, very few you never get to that point. But part of the after hours show is talking about going deeper. Right? And so I know Rodney had shared some, and 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 Danny had shared some. I'll go ahead and share. You know, a little bit. A lot of it had to do with my. Years and 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 years battle with pornography. You know, I would get some healing in an area and I think, okay, well, maybe I'm past that. You know, maybe I'm not going to struggle with that. And then it would be right there again. And, you know, I think it was things that there were times that, honestly, I can't think of a time that there was an accidental, oops. Here I am, you know, it, it was it was more of an intentional, you know, I could be stupid and think, well, I won't let it get too far, 
You know, I'm just looking at, you know, somebody that's not clothed very much. And then it would just cascade from there. And, it, you know, obviously always ended up in a really bad place. Um, followed by a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of anger, a lot of uh, isolation. You know, all the things that are the enemies after. The, and it, it tripped me up so many times, it's embarrassing. A lot of those other tools that we've already talked about. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, looking back and looking at the struggle and knowing that I have to be very alert, knowing that I have to uh, not rationalize to your, you know, your point is the only way I keep from going there. You know, God's given me healing. There's been lots of healing, but I can move around that healing inside with my old self, inside with the enemy very quickly if I'm not careful. And so for me, that was the one that I would say that, I entered into way too often knowingly and uh, even knew what the outcome would be. And there was just something in me that felt like I didn't care. And why was that? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm asking that because I know the answer because I've experienced myself. I think well, it tell was. Me. Well, I think. <laughs> do tell, right? Help him out. Help, him, help a brother well, out. I mean, I think, I think it's. <laughs> you, you believe the lie that that, that brings life, some kind of yeah. life or satisfaction or comfort, or or you know, it, it um, even sadly even a connection, you know, a false connection. All that stuff is false. You know, everything we're dealing with in the enemy's false, right? Mm-hmm. So that's but what. What it is. sin would we do if it wasn't there? Wasn't some level of appeal to it, right? If yeah. It, yeah. if nothing else, because we know it's wrong, so we want to do it. Right. Well, when you look back. At the description of of Satan in in Scripture before he falls, he is the picture of beauty, mm. right? And so he knows how to make things look attractive, right? Well. You know, and to, you know, I was, I was teasing with you a little bit there, Andy. Mm. I think it was so ingrained in just some of the stuff that happened to me yeah. early on as a kid. You know that I I felt like I didn't have anything to offer as a man, and so that mm-hmm. didn't require anything of me. Right. Yep. And then you know, I, I joke. I think it's funny. Most people don't. You know, it just kind of became my whoobie. You know, the, the blanket that I grabbed when All things right, were going well, if I was overly yeah. stressed, I turned to that. Yeah. If it, you know, even if I was in a really euphoric mood, I turned to that, <laughs> you know, and it just kind of became this catch-all, yeah. you know, and it wasn't really one trigger. It was a series of triggers and, and just working them one by one by one is, is giving the relief. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we have another clip that would be your clip. Well, first, we need to get you with Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom to burn your whoopee. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got that term probably. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. yeah, It just reminded me of that because I've used that clip once. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah my clip, again, uh, can I just say that God is good? Because I was like, all week I actually thought I had a definition that Robbie had gave, and I put it in my phone so I, I could remember, okay, this is what it is. And I'm like, Okay, so it's brother against brother kind of thing. That ought to be easy. I never really had a lot of time just to sit and go look, but I kept always kind of praying during the week. Can I can I get something? And I'm not until today <laughs> do I finally get it. And, you know, all of a sudden it was just like, um, well, well, well. If it ain't old Ingle puke, just came into my head, and I'm like, the bad news bears. There's a lot of iniquity going on 
in that movie. Yeah, yeah if you of, cut the cuss words out, it's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's just it. I'm like, start listening to the clips out there. And I'm like, yeah, I got to cut that one. If I use it, got to cut that one. And I finally landed on the one where you, you've got the the baseball theme in here and you've got the bad news bears that are really bad. They can't even get along. They're fighting amongst each other's. And then as things go along, they kind of come together and start playing pretty good baseball. They finally kind of gel and they get together. Well, the the dreaded Yankees are the the arch enemy in this show. And the Yankees, they, they actually win the championship. And this clip here picks up where they get the second prize trophy handed to the Bad News Bears. And then you kind of get what they – how the two teams kind of think about each other here. So let's go ahead and play it. Buttermaker, this is your second place trophy. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I know we had our differences, but at least we settled it right here on the ball field. Uh, my boys would like to say something to your team. Boys? We just want to say you guys played a good game. And we treated you pretty unfair all season. We want to apologize. We still don't think you're all that good a baseball team. You got guts, all of you. Come on, let's give him a cheer. Come on. Ready? Okay. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Bears, bears, yay! Hey, Yankees, you can take your apology out of your trophy and shove it. And another thing, just wait till next year. So you got the Bad News Bears who actually finally come together as a team. They can actually celebrate at the end because it was them against the other team instead of each one individually against everybody on the team. And you even had little Lupus there. Yeah, wait till next year. He was the shy one, wouldn't say anything. They had to really bring him out of his shell. And <clears throat> that whole show is just a battle of everybody looking at it for themselves. Everybody else is worse than I am. They, they're, you know, the, all the Yankees. These people don't live up to what <clears throat> to what I am. I'm a much better baseball player. Like being a baseball player is everything, right? You got the guys on the Bad News Bears that had, you know whether it was Ingle Puke catching, you know, because he's back there eating all the time and whatever it happens to be, it was, everybody's being made fun of. It's kind of like being in this group. And you just, <laughs> you know, you just, you had that going on through the whole movie. And it's just, it's just, when you stop and look at it, you're like, okay, well, where's God going to come in and rescue them? And finally right there, it's like, he's giving them a little joy in each other. You know, yeah. it's like, you you can, you can live this out. You're a team, you're, you're a group, you're mine now. And it's like, that little bit of a moment then spurs them on to then come back next year. Well, he gives them community. Yeah. They, they've all come from isolated places, including the coach. Yep. You know, that really doesn't want to be there. If I remember right, when yeah. he court ordered or something uh, to. It's like community service, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly DUI or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Probably good. Uh, and then they did guess. a rendition of it later with the Mighty Ducks and all those oh, yeah. similar yeah. stories. Yeah. 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 So, David, why you have a microphone, would you like to uh, share anything on the topic? Uh, so talking about inequity and stuff, it really, um, you know, I, I said it during the us talking about it before the show. Um, 
for me hearing about it and hearing you guys talk about it and, and hearing you know Robbie's definition for it and how we perceive it, it really leads up to selfishness for me looking at it. Like, I mean, you're self-serving, you're not doing God's will. And, and until you really get to that root of why you're being selfishness, it, it, that door is really not open for you. Um, you know, and, and another thing I think that uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit with, with all of these tools that we're using, somehow they're all connected to each other. So with inequity, you know, you're doing the sin that you already know is wrong, whether that's pornography or adultery or addiction. And then ultimately that turns into shame somewhere and then goes down to, oh, I'm not shameful. So now you're starting to get into pride, like I'm better than everybody else. And and I just think, uh, you know, with all that, you know, they, they're all connected. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Andy, you have a clip. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your clip? Sure. So <clears throat> this clip is from Unplanned. It's about um, um, one of the uh, Planned Parenthood, a, a lady that worked there had come out of that. Uh, but before she came out, this, this scene is from there. And it's basically protesters are standing up against um, or just protesting against the Planned Parenthood. And we understand that that's very difficult, very, uh, very tough thing to go with but as you hear this what i see in this in this clip is that you see sometimes we have perceptions about what our way is the right way and others and then we have to always go back to what god says we know god always wants us to choose life and in this scenario you hear kind of um a counterpoint to the thought that you know that we can do whatever we want to from now on, no more harassing the protesters or calling the police unless we've identified someone as dangerous. Wait, so we're just going to give the anti-choices a free pass? We're going to treat them with respect and expect the same in return. And definitely no time. Sam Parenthood, this is Renee. No more letting them get under our skin or losing our tempers. We're doing a good thing here. And the best way to reinforce that isn't with words, but actions. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Of course. Abby, there's a woman circling the block right now, and she can't come in because somebody's filming outside. This is the third complaint this morning. I'll take care of this. Ma'am, I am so sorry about that. My boss is on it right now. Are you getting everything? Uh oh. Hi. Hi, Hi Abby. I, I hear you've been promoted. Yeah. I understand if you're not anxious to congratulate me. No, actually, I was thinking that the women coming in here will finally have someone who cares about them running things. Is this your camera? Yes. I need it gone. I'm sorry, but we can't do that. Sure you can. Just take it off the tripod, pack it up, and take it back to your office. Abby, we've been accused of a lot of things. Some of them criminal. This camera is our best evidence that what we're doing is peaceful and non-confrontational. Sean, this is not the way that you want to start out our new relationship, okay? Just mm -hmm. angle it away from the fence. That's all I'm asking. Can't do it. We need to see what's actually going on. If there's ever any question, we need it to be clear. Sometimes, I don't mind you guys. And for your information, Sean, there have always been people willing to defend basic human rights. First, there was the fight against slavery. Then, it was the people who stood up against the Holocaust. Later, it was the battle for civil rights. And now, it is Planned Parenthood standing up for the reproductive rights of women. Happy, you don't need to justify your job. I'm not justifying anything, okay? I'm just trying to explain to you. You don't need to you explain don't... what you're doing either. The truth is, you've just cited three examples of injustice. Slavery, segregation, and the Holocaust. That can only occur when a whole segment of the population is dehumanized. And that's exactly what Planned Parenthood does to the unborn. So the point is, is um, you know, it's a really larger story conversation. Um, life and, and, and 
and that whole principle, the the valuing of life. And we understand that this is, or I understand it's very difficult. Um, it's, you know, it's a discussion we're having in our culture right now. The point is, though, is is he, he made so eloquently is that, you know, one of the these things that we used to think were okay now we uh, they're abhorred right we don't we don't nobody supports slavery segregation or the holocaust it's a point of view at a particular point of time but i think sometimes um the iniquity is the fact that you know i'm really not considering what god really feels about this and i'm going to go on and do it because a matter of convenience or because that's what culture says we should do and it's okay and 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 that, you know, that is a sensitive topic. But that can go across anything a part of our lives. You know, we've already been talking about porn or or lust or hate or anger. All those things come from the heart. Jesus talked about, you know, when we we're talking about adultery, is like, you know, yeah, you can adult, you can have adultery with a woman, but what are you doing in your heart? You're just as guilty for the attitudes in your heart. And I think that's what we've been talking about too. Is it's just that iniquity that's in the heart. Thank you. Uh, anyone else have anything they want to share on uh, their personal stories? This is after hours, just saying. Is there anyone wants to step up and be vulnerable or just going to sit back and look at your phone and not do anything? <laughs> just, just don't look at Sam in the eye. <laughs> don't make eye contact. Well, I mean, I, I, we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> I, I just think it's, I've all, I used to read that in the Bible, and I was like, okay, that's a big word, iniquity, and there's transgression, and there's sin, and there's all this stuff. And I really don't feel like going and looking it up. And I probably just took it as a generalized, that's sin. This has been a great topic because I really haven't delved into it. But as I, I understand it more, it's we've talked a lot about on the masculine journey. It's a matter of trying to get life or comfort aside from God and doing it to the point where I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I still believe that I'm going to get life from that more than God. And it's, I have no accountability to anybody else but myself, not to him. And I, and I value that over a relationship with him and I'm willing to sacrifice that relationship with him to do whatever I want. And sometimes that you can do it, you know, you can know that it's wrong and you know that it's not going to bring you life. You kind of think you do, and you feel like, well, there's this temporary feeling or whatever. But you go ahead and do it anyway. And, you know, it's a it's a trap that we get into. And to, to tie it all back, it's definitely a tool of the enemy. Yeah, and when we talk about control, like we've been talking earlier, like we, we lose it. But the only way I've been able to ever get control is to give it up. Because when I give it up to God, that's when it wasn't like a— a switch was flipped that very shortly afterwards the desires for all those shenanigans went down 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 yeah and it and it gets back to the heart versus the head like you're not going to deal with your iniquity with your brain it's not you're going to have to get some soul care you're going to have to get some counseling to your to your point like what's going on in my heart because it's obviously control me you know integration of the years of my life and healing from wounds that, that, you know, you've got all sorts of stuff in there that takes hard work. It's not just a matter of seconds. So. And a great place to start that process, if not before, is at the boot camp, November 17th through 20th. Talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.